You can keep the time by these stories. Another prosperity pastor has made the news, and this time it's about a watch. In a viral clip, Carlton Thunderberg berated his congregation for not giving him a luxury watch that he desired. Church of the Well is a congregation in Kansas City, Missouri. Senior pastor Carlton Thunderberg apparently wanted a luxury watch, but he hadn't received one. So on August 7, he went on a minute-long rant during a sermon, saying the church is poor, broke, busted, and disgusted. He apologized after the clip made its rounds on social media. We'll see if the apology is sincere. I once was given an expensive watch. I set it down on a table during a meeting. Then I left without retrieving it, never to be seen again. Where is your treasure? Some advice. Store it up in heaven where moth and rust cannot destroy and thieves cannot break in and steal. Welcome to Haven Today here on Thursday. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're in a series this week called Through It All. And that's really a comforting thought. I hope you think that like I do. Jesus is with his people through it all. Whatever this fallen world throws at us, sometimes life can be good. A wedding, the birth of a child, a family vacation or fun at a sporting event. But there are also seasons of pain in all of our lives. Things we never saw coming. Situations we would have never asked for. Johnny Erickson Tata learned this the hard way. I can't think of many people who have gone through as much as she has. But even as she's spent decades in a wheelchair, she knows that her God is with her, sustaining her through it all. And she's convinced that God has used music to help all of us remember the truths and promises found in his word. Although I have not experienced the same highs and lows in my life as my friend Johnny, I still have had my share. So have you. So today I want us to share the story of J.J. Jasper, whose son Cooper died in a dune buggy accident when he was only five years old. But even in the midst of this unspeakable tragedy, the grace and mercy of Jesus was still very real. Christ still led this grieving family as their good shepherd, and he's our good shepherd too. After our time together, I want to invite you to get a copy of Johnny's brand new book called Songs of Suffering, 25 Hymns and Devotions for Weary Souls. Our number you can call for the book and to make your gift to the ministry after the program, 800 65 Haven, 865 Haven. Or go online, take a look at some of the samples from this hardback, and then make your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And now let's get some music going with Ryan Stevenson. In the eye of the storm, you remain in control. In the middle of the war, you guard my soul you alone are the anchor when my sails are torn your love surrounds me in the eye of in the eye of the storm
2021 album, Weathering the Storm. It's called Eye of the Storm. Ryan Stevenson. You're in a haven today called Through It All. We're on the downhill part of a week, or at least that's how I thought about it growing up. Wednesday, the top of the hill, easier from there. Of course, that's not always the case. At least once you get a little older, the pressures and stresses of life don't disappear when a school bell rings on a Friday afternoon, and tragedy doesn't care whether or not it's the weekend, there's no doubt about it. Saturday and Sunday aren't our Savior, even though many people today act like they are. What we really need is a Savior who's with us through it all. In the good times, the bad times, whether it's a Monday or a Saturday. And that's exactly what we have in Jesus. And that's what Johnny Erickson Tata discovered. The Lord doesn't abandon his people when they're hurting and grieving. Well, we're in this series through it all. You and I have been hearing stories all week of people suffering through all kinds of tragedies. And today is no exception. But just like these other stories, the Lord's mercy and grace are present, even in the midst of unspeakable pain. Any parent, like me, who's lost a child, knows there is no real way to describe it nothing else like it. How can you have hope in Jesus in the midst of so much pain? It's been 10 years since I interviewed my friend J.J. Jasper with American Family Radio. His son Cooper died in an accident when he was only five years old. Let's listen now to the interview I did with him back then. It wasn't too many years ago that a family living on a farm in Mississippi, the Jasper family, began to raise a little boy. They named him Cooper, and life was going strong for a growing little boy and three little girls. Oh, you're going to hold it, baby, all by yourself. I'm not holding it. Oh, look at this, another big sister. 
All of us who are parents remember those early days, those days when children are young, those days when we wanted to keep them out of harm's way. Any good parent, when you hear of some little child drowning in a swimming pool, even if it's the next county over, you just you feel like you take a, a shot to the stomach because you say, how are those parents ever going to be right? How are they going to put one foot in front of the other? And it's just the craziest, most bizarre thing because now we're, we're those parents. But uh, uh, nobody's, nobody loved their children more than, than we do, and nobody was a more overprotective mom than, than Melanie. Hey, honey, that's not real safe, you think? Daddy, come here, don't do that. Be careful. All of us as parents remember protecting our children, keeping them from harm's way, trips that might have been made to an emergency room, or just bandaging up a cut or kissing a bruise. But then, on a sunny day in the summer of 2009, July 17, to be exact. Cooper and I went riding in the in the dune buggy, kind of an oversized go-kart, and uh, we were going up and down the dirt lane and and having so much fun. And uh, then after we were through riding, the last thing we did, uh, it was completely level, and Cooper was buckled in. I was just gonna do a, what we always call, just do a donut. I just turned the wheel and I just floored it and was just gonna spin around a couple times and then go back to the house. You know, again, on completely level ground with him buckled in with a full roll cage, I just turned and I floored it and then the, the dune buggy just flopped over. call and it was JJ and he said honey there's been an accident I don't think Cooper's gonna make it the only thing I could pray the whole way home I was like Jesus 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 all the way home I just kept saying his name please please breathe life into my baby the two little girls were there they were helping me pray when I said daddy's gonna need you to pray because Cooper's hurt bad and they just put their hands up in the air and they start crying out to the Lord. Lord, we need a miracle. We need you to touch him and heal him. And they had, they had their hands up in the air and they're crying out to a holy God who hears and answers prayer. I pulled up on the scene and they're working on Cooper. And You just collapsed. Immediately after the accident, what... When I unbuckled Cooper and uh, held him in my arms, there's not a class or a book on, on this planet that prepares you to have your five-year-old son die in your arms. Um, I can't describe the combination of shock and overwhelming grief and horror and sense of loss and sense of desperation to hold my best friend and somebody who is so, so alive, so vibrant, and has such a zeal and a love for life. One second, and then the next second, to hold him in my arms and 
and see him pass from this life to the next. J.J. Jasper with American Family Radio. Let's talk about how God shows up. At those points of need, when we're crying out, I remember Melanie, all she could do after losing your son, Cooper, five years old, was just say over and over, crying out to heaven, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Talk to me about how the Lord shows up, how Jesus is there with you. If I can be real transparent and real vulnerable, our day would start like this. When our eyes would open, we would hold each other and cry uncontrollably, just shoulder-shaking, sobs. And when we would finally gain our composure, our prayer would be simply, Lord, help us grieve well. Mm-hmm. And we would say that over and over. Mm-hmm. We weren't even sure what that looked like, mm-hmm. but the pain is so crushing. There's not a graft or pain chart where if you lose a child, it, it's completely off the chart. Mm. People that have lost parents, that have lost their spouse, they contacted us and they said, we lost a parent and we lost a child, and there's no way to compare the two. Mm. And so we knew how easily it would be to make wrong decisions or go over the edge. Yes. And so we would say, Lord, help us to grieve well. As a matter of fact, when we were approached by American Family Studios, they said a few months later, you haven't turned to drugs or alcohol, which a lot of people do. Uh, Your marriage is still intact, and that is rare. You're still going to church. You're not mad or angry at God, and your story needs to be told. And they were very sensitive, and they said, if and when you're able to do this, we would like to share the story of hope on the other side of grief. So, Charles, we would just pray every day. Mm-hmm. Lord, help us grieve well. We had a mm-hmm. wonderful network yes. of family and yes. friends, a lot of prayer, but there was no magic bullet or secret formula. We just we just went back to the basics, going to the root of what every believer knows will keep you on course or help you keep your sanity. You get up, you read your Bible, whether you feel like it or not, you pray even when you don't want to, and you stay connected to a community of believers. And, mm-hmm. and those were lifelines for us. J.J., isn't it? amazing how in the depths and pain of losing someone you love so much, how the Lord sends his word to minister to us. And I, and I know that happened with me. And I also know that happened with you too, didn't it? Yes, absolutely. That's where comfort comes. That's where your strength is found. It is in God's word. As a matter of fact, Second Corinthians 1, 3, and 4, some verses that we have just held on to passage says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion, God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. We know we're not the only ones to have suffered, but we wanted to say that we've been there. And if God can help us, he can help you sure. no matter what you're going through. If you've lost a job, if your home has been in foreclosure, if you've experienced the death of a loved one, just like he helped us and is helping us, he can help you with that same love, that same forgiveness, that same grace. And his grace really is sufficient. Those aren't just words on a page. It really is true. If you haven't felt it, if you haven't been there, it is hard to describe, isn't it? It's hard to understand. And those of us who have lost a child, I mean, we're just, you know, my circumstances are different from yours and somebody else listening, but anyone who's lost a child will tell you 
This is something you don't get over. It's not like losing a parent. It's not like maybe even losing a spouse because, uh, well, you've been through it all, haven't you? And, and grief doesn't go away, does it, J.J.? It doesn't. And just what you said, one of my friends at, at the graveside service, when it was just the immediate family gathered, he said, friends with good intentions will tell you that in time you'll get over this. No. And he said, I need to tell you that even though they mean well, that's not an accurate statement because you will never get over this. This is not a wound that's going to heal this is an amputation. And just like someone who's lost an arm or a leg or a hand, mm. they have to find a new normal. So you're going to have to find a new way to do life without Cooper. That's some encouragement that I would give to someone listening. If you've lost a job or a home or a, a parent or a grandparent, uh, and the people that say you'll get over this with time, no, you're not going to get over it. You'll get through it with the Lord's help, but you'll never get over it. You know, through it all, the Lord is good. The Lord is gracious. The Lord looks after his people even when he takes his child home, as in the case of Cooper. Now, J.J., you've had to wrestle with that because, uh, I mean, I know we talk about the stages of grief, and there are stages of grieving, uh, no doubt about that. But at the same time, looking back almost three years later, um, you've seen the hand of the Lord working in your life and, and Melanie's life and your girls' lives. And uh, tell us about the little gift, the little present that the Lord gave you after he took Cooper home. Weeks after the accident, we uh, realized that we were expecting. And God knows exactly what you need, exactly when you need it. And the fact that a baby was on the way, we're smart enough to know that we couldn't replace Cooper. But just the expectation, just the joy, the hope to know that there was a promise, that there's something on the horizon, that buoyed us. And uh, I would hold our, our little almost two-year-old Casey James, a little beautiful little girl, and I would hold her when she was just days old. And I would mm. think, I can't wait till you're a young woman and I can tell you how in your mama's tummy, even in the womb, God was using your life to buoy us at the lowest point in our life uh, when we were just crushed by grief. God used a little baby who had never even seen the light of day, never taken a breath, mm. and that he, he used her life to help mm. us. J.J. Jasper from American Family Radio in Tupelo, Mississippi, thank you for sharing with us here on Haven today. Thank you, Charles. God bless you. So where is God when tragedy strikes? How can we have any hope? We never escape suffering and grief on this earth, in this life. That's part of the curse for sin. Death and disease and destruction. These things are all around us. They're as close to a certainty as you can ever get. Even the people with the cushiest lives imaginable are not free from pain and grief. But there's another certainty. Everyone who believes in Jesus has him walking by their side through every storm of their life. That doesn't mean we have the answers when the storms come. Often what God does is a complete mystery to us. But we can know that the one orchestrating all of history is good, even if we can barely see through the tears. We remember that the greatest good God ever accomplished 
happened because of the greatest tragedy in history. Do you remember what the Apostle Peter said in his sermon on the day of Pentecost? He said that the Jews and Romans put Christ to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. There was nothing just about the arrest, trial, and execution of Jesus of Nazareth. The only person who ever perfectly keep God's law. The only one who could truly say that he was holy as his Father in heaven is holy. The worst death for the best person. A terrible, almost unimaginable tragedy. But what did Peter say? God raised him from the dead. Why? Because even though wicked men and women were behaving sinfully and bringing injustice and tragedy, the Lord of all creation was also at work. He was saving a people for his great name. And he was raising Christ as the first truths of those who have fallen asleep. That means died. One day all who call on the name of the Lord will be resurrected like Christ, with glorified bodies like his, all because the greatest tragedy in history happened one day outside Jerusalem nearly 2,000 years ago. We can't always understand what God is doing in the grind of our day-to-day lives, but we can know where it's all leading. As Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 2, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no human mind has conceived the things God has prepared for those who love him. And in that we can rest, even in the pain, through it all. I'm alone, yet not alone. God's the light that will guide me home. With his love and tenderness, leading through the wilderness. And wherever I may roam, I'm alone, yet not alone. I will not be bent in fear. He's the refuge I know is near. In his So mighty is his shield, for his love is now revealed. When my steps are lost and desperate for a guide, I can feel his touch, a soothing presence. Johnny Erickson taught singing for us alone, yet not alone. A single that was released when the movie by the same title came out back in 2014. We at Haven Ministries want to help you remember the promises of God through it all.
even in those hard seasons of life. The Jasper family that you just heard about can testify that the Lord is faithful. Johnny Erickson Tata agrees. Jesus is with us through it all. And that's why she wants to share with you her new book. I want to share it with you, too. It's called Songs of Suffering, 25 Hymns and Devotions for Weary Souls. This book has been a blessing in my own life as well as the lives of others. So I'd like to suggest you get it as we finish this summer season. In fact, why don't you do like a lot of people have done this week and last week, too? They've not just ordered a copy for themselves with a gift to the ministry. They've also obtained more than one copy, and they're giving it away. So it's yours, or more than one copy is yours. All you need to do is just call us. Make that gift to the ministry in probably our hardest financial month of the year. Just call us right now at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online. Take a look at samples from the book and a special video that we shot with Johnny. Our web address is haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And while you're there on our website, click on the banner at the top of the page. There's details there on our trip to the Holy Land starting late this November after the American Thanksgiving. Ever thought about going to Israel? Maybe Jordan also? Read all about it and pray about joining me. And get in touch because we're closing this tour very soon. But it doesn't start till the end of November. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll share the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Just recently, I had the privilege of witnessing quite a sight. A child mustering up the courage to do something they wanted to do, but were afraid to do. He was 10 feet above the pool. The lifeguards were encouraging him, his dad behind him. And then he jumped. He loved it. Love and support gave him the strength to jump. I think that's what 2 Timothy is getting at when it says, For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. The spirit gives us Christ's love, and that love empowers us to jump, to attempt great things for our Lord because his love for us is so great. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.